we're going to get into the Word tonight, try uh, not to uh, uh, hold you too long. We're going to do a little bit of um, uh, uh, combination preaching, teaching, preaching, hallelujah. Amen. Word I coined a few uh, years back. But um, as I was at the house praying this afternoon and studying and wondering about which way to go, there was a scripture popped in my mind um, that uh, a lot of people know about. Uh, and um, uh, But it's, it's not never really talked about and considered. A lot of us can quote it. And uh, uh, it's hard to go to a funeral and not hear it. In uh, matter of fact, I guess it's it's made more so for that. But my Lord, if you'll get into this, this these this scripture that we're going to be teaching about tonight, it's it, it's it's a whole lot more about living than dying. Amen. It covers the dying, but it's a whole lot more about living. And I'm talking about no other than the 23rd Psalm. And uh, we're going to, if you'll stand with us tonight, and they put that up on the screen. I got it there. Um, uh, we're going to be uh, reading from Psalms 23. It's uh, only six verses um, long. And uh, let's see what it says. Hallelujah. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Fathers, we come tonight, we thank you for your word. Scripture such as this, God, has been a, a, a strength and a rock to all of us at different times in our life. We thank you for your word because your word is a, a lamp unto our feet and a light into our pathway. Open our hearts, our understanding as we take a little time tonight to study into your word that we may learn and receive instruction thereby. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I guess if I had a thought tonight on this, it would just simply be the heart of our heavenly shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. The heart of our heavenly shepherd. The 23rd Psalm, as I said a few minutes ago, is the most popular passage in all the Scripture. People in the church and out of the church 
can quote at least small parts of, of, of this passage of Scripture. I mean, you could, I've talked to people who don't even go to church, and they know or heard just a little bit about Psalms 23. Uh, it's a very beautiful text, very beautiful text. It's got a lot of truth into it. It has been called the sweetest psalm ever sung. Listen to this. This is something that I looked up and I found interesting. Uh, didn't know this. A part of it I didn't know anyway. But history tells us that Abraham Lincoln used to read the 23rd Psalm to help cure his blues uh, during the darkest hours of the Civil War. When our nation was divided and brother was killing brother, you know, the Civil War, there was more bloodshed uh, uh, in the Civil War than any other war that we've ever fought. And I found out by doing some research in history that Abraham Lincoln would, would open the book and he would read this. My Lord, if we had... If we had presidents and vice presidents and leaders of our nation, would go to the Word of God today. Hallelujah. We've had presidents recently. President George W. Bush got on the nation's airway, and it was proclaimed everywhere publicly to this whole country to help calm the fears of our nation back on 9-11. And I can, I can remember sitting and watching uh, President George Bush at the time uh, reading the 23rd Psalms. But as with many well-known passages of Scripture, we can miss so much of its meaning if we are not diligent to give it the attention it deserves. I'm guilty. A lot of times... I'll open up my Bible to read, and I'll just start reading and read over some things very quickly uh, that I'm used to. I've read time and time again. I've heard other people read. And a lot of times I take the Word of God for granted. And a lot of the things that has become sources of my teaching and preaching to you uh, that I have, people have come and talked about how that the message has helped them, it's because I went back and took a scripture that I had read over and over and over again, but never took the time to dissect it. Hallelujah. Amen. Study the Word of God says to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Uh, we live in a day and hour that a lot of people who don't even claim Christianity know more about Scripture than what church people do. Amen. And that's sad. Uh, but the Scripture at hand, this very beautiful passage that I just got through reading, amen, there's so much there. And uh, I, I could never, uh, it, it would take a long time. I could spend several weeks teaching on the 23rd Psalm. I have... I have a, um, uh, uh, a book, what I used to have, uh, that um, got messed up in, in the fire, and I hadn't been able to find another copy of it. 
but uh, uh, it, uh, the name of the book was the 23rd Psalm as dealt with by a real shepherd uh, and uh, a, 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 a shepherd who works as a shepherd today and uh, who is a shepherd and he does it in his livelihood, took the 23rd Psalm and broke it down. And man, the richness that I found out from that in studying this man's writing was very tremendous. Hallelujah. I think the Word of God is the most valuable thing that we could ever have. There's nothing more important than the Word of God. Amen. And we shouldn't just have powerly, haphazardly just, just read over it. Amen. And the 23rd Psalm is one of those which sometimes we do. And it would, it would behoove us to go back and read some of these slowly and take some time. Uh, uh, always, always uh, be able to sit down and, and break things down to just to see what the Word of God, amen, is, is saying. Hallelujah. And as I've already said, this scripture, after all, uh, the, for the most part, we reserve this scripture for funerals and such and never really study what it's speaking to us about. And so I want to walk together with you tonight slowly, amen, through the most beautiful passage. I feel like it's in the whole Bible. And I want to talk about the heart of our heavenly shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. And by the 23rd Psalm, there's three things that I'm going to be talking about tonight. I'm going to talk about the shepherd's provision, the shepherd's protection, and the shepherd's pleasure. Hallelujah. Now, David wrote about this because he knew what he was talking about. David wasn't a plumber. He wasn't an electrician. He wasn't a mechanic. Amen. Uh, he was a shepherd. And he was that from a little child. He was trained from a child. So he knew what shepherding was all about. Amen. He knew the dangers of a shepherd. He knew how a shepherd would be willing, amen, to hazard his very life. Amen for the sheep. Amen. If you recall, amen, when he went out there on the field and he found Saul and all the army, amen, and they was up against the enemy and the giant was over there hollering at the Israelites, and amen, and making mockery of God, amen, and all of those things, hallelujah, amen, and he heard the talk of the devil, amen, that's what I want to share with you tonight, when you hear the devil talking at you, glory to God, when he's screaming things at you in the middle of the night to bring you fear and to bring you terror, hallelujah, David was just a young teenager and then Goliath was nine foot nine feet, nine foot nine inches tall, do you think David was steered? Do you think he was running? Amen. He said no. But he said who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would dare come against the armies of the living God. He didn't know no fear because he knew who his shepherd was. Saul looked at him and laughed. King Saul did. Let me stop and tell you right now, when you've got a heart that you want to do something for God, 
and somebody wants to make light of that, don't let their laughter hinder you from what you're feeling you want to do for God. Don't let their mockery hinder you from what you're feeling like in your heart that you want to uh, do for God. King Saul looked at David and he says, well, my Lord, he says, look at here, he says, you're just a child, amen, and uh, and only youth, and and Goliath, he's been a warrior, amen, all from his youth, ever since he was youth, and Lord of mercy, look how tall this man is. Lord God, he says, they ain't even even a a one pair of shoes down at Joe's shoe shop back in Jerusalem. It's got one pair that'll fit this guy. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, David knew who his shepherd was. And he said, King Saul, he said, I'm just a shepherd boy. Yes. He said, but there was a time. Hallelujah. Amen. And he also, if I'm not mistaken, told Goliath the same thing. He said, there was a bear coming out there. Amen. To try to devour some of the sheep. Hallelujah. He said, and the Lord delivered the bear into my hand. And also another time was a lion. He said, just like God gave me the bear and God gave me the lion, he's going to give me this Philistine. Because he knew that's why he was able to write in 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, Glory to God. If he's your shepherd, you don't have nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The shepherd's provision. Hallelujah. Let's talk about that. Hallelujah. Just a little bit. Amen. Tonight, the shepherd's provision. You see, because the Lord is my shepherd, he cares for me personally. Amen. And everybody in this house tonight, you ought to be able to say that yes. with conviction. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. That's it. Hallelujah. I shall not want. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. I don't have no problem dealing with that. Now, I don't know what your relationship is. And I'm not going to worry about that. All I know is when I need my shepherd, I got my shepherd that's going to be there for me. Because he's my shepherd, there's a provision. Hallelujah. There's things that he does. He cares for me personally. Hallelujah. I've probably been guilty of it myself at times. And uh, when somebody's talking to oh, well, you know, God said he would take care of her needs. You just say, you just say nothing about her wants. You know one thing that's not true about her wants? Not true about her wants. Because the Bible says that the obedience is desires of your heart. That's what the word says. Hallelujah. He's your shepherd, and he, he has provision, and he cares for you. Personally, somebody reminded me, and I, th- I think it was my wife, and I never really thought about it. But there hadn't been too many times, there, there's been some, 
and I understand the reason for that because I know there's a lot of times, folks, we think we want something, we think we need something, but God being our Heavenly Father knows, amen, glory to God, that we don't need that. Come on. But I can stand here and tell you, amen, that the most, most of the times in my life there's been things that I my daddy hallelujah i was I, I remember working years ago when i was working the same place brother charles shelton was uh at, at the time uh oh uh, uh doors and windows and uh and, and, and different things things of that nature and uh there was uh, something that happened, and I, uh, Floyd uh, Floyd Farmer worked there also, and I, I made a comment. I said, you know, I said, I would, I would like to do that someday. I wish I could. that he told me he said you know he said you uh, you said that was something you'd like to do and I had to, I scratched my head and I could I couldn't remember that time but then I remembered hallelujah amen listen folks God amen cares for you personally and sometimes he will do things for you just like you would do for how many fathers and how many mothers are there who really love their children who will not take the time to do things for them, to buy things for them, to share things for them simply because they love them? Think about that. Do you think our Heavenly Father is any different? No, He's not no different. The, David says, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He cares for me personally. God's provision makes us content. The last part of the verse 1 tells us that since the Lord is my shepherd, I will lack in uh, I will not lack anything that is really necessary and good for me. Hallelujah. I shall not be in want. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the story about a substitute Sunday school teacher at a church one time. Amen. There was a uh, time at a particular church and a, a Sunday school teacher was out, so they had to put, put in the class a, a substitute teacher. And the teacher asked the class during that day, how many of you can quote Psalms 23? Several of the children raised their hand, including one little girl who was the youngest in the class. She was only four years old. And she stuck up that hand. Well, this substitute Sunday school teacher was very surprised that someone that young would know the 23rd Psalm. So she asked, she says, well, okay, honey. She says, go ahead. Would you mind standing and reciting the 23rd Psalm? And the little girl stood up and said, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord 
Think about it. Now, this little four-year-old girl. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Hallelujah. And you know what that teacher said? She had the she may have had the words mixed up, but that little four-year-old girl understood more about the message than a lot of adults. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Hallelujah. He's all. Oh, hallelujah. He's all I need. He's all I need. Glory to God. Church, if Jesus is our shepherd, everything else is secondary. If Jesus is our shepherd, everything else is secondary. We could say it this way. If the Lord is my shepherd, then I shall not want. If I am in, listen to me now, follow me now. If I am in want, then the Lord is not my shepherd. Wow. If I am in want, then the Lord is not my shepherd. Psalms 34 and 9 puts it this way, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Hallelujah. Folks, we got all we need in Jesus. Amen. We got all we need in Jesus. There's nothing else, hallelujah. Why are we looking for something else? Why are we striving for something else if we got the Lord? This is really the main idea of this psalm. Since God is our shepherd, all our needs are taken care of. Hallelujah. Since God is our shepherd, all of our needs are taken care of. They don't get paid that much, you know. I mean, uh, and uh, uh, you—you're definitely not there. You're definitely not there uh, for the uh, the money. Uh, but uh, we uh, we had a pay cut a couple, uh, couple years ago, and uh, depending on how long you've been there and what your pay grade was. They uh, they took uh, a uh, instead of giving us eight hours pay a day, they took an hour away from us and only paid us for um, seven hours. That's been going on now for a couple couple years, and uh, uh, I'm one that they call a, a senior driver. I, I mean, I've been driving a school bus since 
Take back before they overtake. But before I even knew that happened, before I even knew anything happened, something happened to me that had never happened all these years. And this is what happened in And there is there is this called secure gift by Dr. Johnson. And uh, Robert Stockton is the one who wrote the book on the security gift. They have both of them. And uh, I got I got called last Friday to work last Friday night to pick up the football team and, and carry them from one school to play football to the other. And uh, that was on a Friday night. That's extra money, time and a half. I sit I sit there in, in the in the in the bleachers. us 20 whole hours pay, I said, well, that one football game ain't going to help that. And, you know, uh, I got uh, uh, this next paycheck that I, that I got coming out, you know, I got, I got a pay, I got a little forward out there for me right now that I don't have a payment on that for this paycheck. And so 20 hours coming out of that, not too good. But uh, the lady over the field trip called me uh, Friday morning after month, and she said, Mr. Sam, I said, yes, ma'am. She says, uh, uh, we uh, we got we got a, an opening for another football game tonight. Can you run it? I said, Yes, ma'am. What's that? And I told her, Sorry, I'm not interested. She said, Sure, it is. I said, Yes, it is. Before I even knew, I was going to lose twenty hours. Yeah, I mean, I won't be making no extra money. But I won't be losing none. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now look at this. Glory to God. I know there's a lot of people think, you know, the, the ministry life is some heavy load. I mean, it is. It, it, it is a burden sure enough. But, but, but pastoring and, and, and trying to carry the gospel, everybody, everybody don't receive. I'm blessed right now. I've been blessed. You people right here, what you, you receive the words, you take it, and, um, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. But I've not always been in that situation. I mean, I've been I've been in the situation where I had to stand up and tell it like it was, no matter what. Amen. They're going to pull back the offering and pull back, and I they tried. I, I've been in a place where they tried to starve me out. Tried my Worker. Sometimes I've worked two 40-hour week jobs and still preach on top of it because I believe a man should take care of his family. Hallelujah. No matter what he has to do, but when you do all you can do, God will take up the slack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Sitting in the den in Bowling Green, Kentucky, a knock came on the door and a man standing there who was a business owner 
up and it was five $100 bills. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Max, some people, some people just can't be content. You know, Apostle Paul said, he said, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, they're to be content. And when he said whatever state I'm in, he wasn't talking about Arkansas or Oklahoma. Hallelujah. He said, whatever state, whatever condition I'm in, he said, I know how to be hungry and I'll be full, naked and clothed. Some people can't be content. Some people can't be satisfied. And they're always, they always want, want, want. Max Licato, a well-known Christian author, uh, he's put, put out many of really good books. I love to read his work. And uh, he wrote one time, and he refers to this world. He called it this world as a world of discontentment. He said a lot of people are prisoners of want. He said it's prisoners of want who want some, always want something bigger, always want something nicer, always want something faster, always want something thinner. Hello. He said, if your happiness, listen to this. Max Licato said, if your happiness comes from something that you deposit or something you drive or something you drink or something you digest, then you're a prisoner of want. Man, that's powerful. Hallelujah. Think about that. If your happiness, what it takes to make you happy, comes from something that you deposit in a bank or something that you drive, something that you drink, something that you digest, then you are a prisoner of want. Are you hoping that a change in the circumstance will bring a change in your attitude? If so, you're locked up. You're in a cell of discontentment. I'm still reading to you from Max Licato. Allow the powerful simplicity of verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. To permeate your personhood. What you have in your shepherd is greater than what you don't have in life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It'll be worth it on the other side. It'll be worth it on the other side. I've, I've got to move on. I've talked about the shepherd's provision. Then there's the shepherd's protection. Let me talk briefly about that. You know, God's provision is personal and can be seen in the fact that he gives us contentment, nourishment, restoration, and guidance. All these things come under the, 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 uh, the area of the shepherd's uh, uh, provision, and I, I don't have time to, to break all that down. But when we come to verse 4 of this chapter, we notice a couple changes in this prayer that's being prayed. Amen. In verse 1 and 3, the sheep are in the sunshine. In verse 4, the sheep gets in the shadows. Church, God not only takes care of us through the delightful times, but he guides us through those dark times of our life. 
Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Protection, hallelujah. The God of the mountain is still God where? In the valley. Glory to God, hallelujah. I I got more in my notes about the shepherd's protection, but you know how his rod and his staff, they're there. They're there to protect us. And I I don't have time to get on. Let me talk. A little bit briefly before I close about the shepherd's pleasure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My head with oil and my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. I like that old southern gospel song that says, I'm drinking from my cup. Because my cup overflows. Hallelujah. Praise God. If your cup overflows, even your provisions may be disappointed. I heard a man preach a message one time and says, God is not enough. He's too much. (laughs) 
Glory. God is not enough. He's too much. The shepherd takes pleasure, amen, in knowing that his sheep are in the fold and they're being watched over and that the enemy cannot, cannot get to them. Hallelujah. Brother Paul said something about, I believe that, about that earlier. The only thing that, that, that the devil could do to Job is just as much as what God would allow. But when God says, you can't do this. And let me say this in closing. I am one who believes strongly. Think about that. Think what's in there. I believe God will let some stuff drop out at you that I didn't preach to you tonight because a lot of hidden jewels up there. Hallelujah. Everybody stand together if you will. Anybody needs prayer for anything? I don't want to dismiss the service without giving somebody an opportunity. But this is a course that we used to sing quite often years ago. We ain't sung it in a while, but it's so true. And I believe the words will come.